church? Hell no. Are you no longer feeling comfortable in church? This podcast is for individuals who are desperately missing God, but don't know how to find Him. Substance abuse, domestic violence, sex offenses, acrimonious divorce can contribute to discomfort in the church. For these individuals, church is just not an option anymore. Ordained minister Dennis Hall and his guests invite you to listen to this podcast for topics that are inspiring, uplifting, and will bring hope to those who just feel church is not relevant in their lives today. I'm Dr. Dennis Hall, and I'm delighted that you're listening to this podcast today. I know this is a time when there's a lot of interesting things going on in our country that's got the attention of our population. And uh, I'm going to be talking to you something about something a little different this morning. But it does have to do with the health and safety of the American people. You know, back in uh, about 1966, as a young airman in the U.S. Air Force, I was spending my second Christmas in Southeast Asia. And it was surprising to me how I had this overwhelming feeling of homesickness, homesickness, a form of loneliness. I mean, to the point that it was sickening. And uh, as that Christmas began to approach. Uh, I sent letters to all my relatives to send me money so that I could call home and talk to one of my loved ones. Now, in those days, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have computers with the ability to Skype. So literally, I had had no contact and no way to have contact with my family for all that time. And they all sent money. And I went to a uh, communications center and paid a fortune to be able to talk to my family at Christmas time. But what I remember about it is how debilitating that homesickness was to me, even though I was surrounded by friends of mine in the U.S. Air Force. From time to time, I meet married people, married, living with their spouse, who tell me how lonely they are. And I've heard this said before, that there's nothing more lonely than a married person living with their spouse, who feels completely isolated. You know, the loneliness is a, it's an unpleasant experience when one feels that they don't belong, uh, that they're left out, and that they have unsatisfactory uh, intimate relationships. Uh, it's a serious matter. Now, you may not know this, but from time to time, the Surgeon General of the United States issues an advisory. Now, this is a public statement to bring the uh, American public's attention to an urgent public health issue and provides recommendations on how it should be addressed. On May 3rd of this year, May 3rd, 2023, 20, uh, the Attorney General issued an advisory calling loneliness and isolation a national epidemic. Now, before COVID and all the isolation and so forth, already scientific literature was reporting that 50%, 50% of America, Americans reported experiencing loneliness. 
To me, that's a startling figure. You you may feel like you would guess that. Uh, I sure am meeting more and more people who are talking to me about being lonely. Now, loneliness is more than just a bad feeling. It's associated with greater risk of cardiovascular disease, a dementia, uh, depression, stroke, anxiety, and even premature death. The advisory, the Surgeon General's advisory, stated that, that the mortality impact of being socially disconnected is similar to that caused by smoking up to 15 cigarettes a day. That's amazing. Now, loneliness, the researchers tell us, can increase heart disease by 30%. And uh, it's uh, linked to increased risk of type 2 diabetes. And people who experience uh, loneliness are more susceptible and weaker. Their immune responses are, are depressed when exposed to infectious diseases. And they tell us that chronic loneliness can increase the risk of developing dementia in older adults. That depression and anxiety is far more likely in people who are lonely. And in 2020, there was a study that uh, indicated that loneliness was one of the best predictors of suicide. Now, loneliness, it's a subjective thing. It's how someone feels. So loneliness can occur even if someone is surrounded by people when they don't feel well or feel connected. Now, what are the things that trigger loneliness? Well, some of the obvious things, events like, you know, a residential relocation or changing uh, schools or starting a new job, getting married, going off to college. The death of a loved one is a, is a key trigger, and get, or getting divorced, or any number of social issues can trigger this devastating feeling of loneliness. Now, social connection is a fundamental human need that's essential to survival just as much as food, water, and shelter. That's why loneliness can cause individuals to turn to abusing drugs and alcohol or overeating or uh, having extensive use of television and smartphones or having inappropriate sex or making poor shopping decisions or making many unwise decisions in their lives. You know, it's interesting in uh, Genesis 2, in the story of the creation, it tells us that uh, that God decreed, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Now, what are the signs of loneliness? You may be listening to this today and it may be clear to you that you feel alone and that you long to be connected to others. But what if it's not obvious to you? you know, what are some of the signs of loneliness? Well, it might include just Things like feeling bored or excessively tired or feeling helpless or threatened, uh, having insomnia, not sleeping well. All of these things can be indicators 
that you're experiencing along with this. And, you know, study after study has shown us that uh, social connections in America have been declining for decades. The number of single-person households in America has risen to almost 30%. Now, this should uh, provide us some insight into this epidemic of loneliness. You know, people who are living alone in their house uh, have far fewer opportunities and far uh, less access to connections, to informal support connections. So it gives us some insight into what's happening in our country. And then we have this new phenomena uh, where people are constantly on the, their smartphones or connected with social media. And so now we have studies that are, that are reporting that those who use social media for more than two hours a day are twice as likely to report that they are lonely compared to those who are only on social media and their smartphones uh, less than 30 minutes a day. And there's been study after study about the impact of this technology on people's lives and what it's doing to social connections and, in fact, our health. You know, there was an article posted on uh, the Internet that identified three myths, three myths about loneliness. The first Myth one, the, that the main cause of loneliness is a lack of relationships. Well, the research tells us that you don't need to be a part of a larger social circle or spend time with a, a number of others to prevent loneliness. It tells us that you're, if you're able to just establish a one or two you know, healthy, constructive relationships, it may be sufficient to meet the need for love and belonging. Myth two, it's uh, said by some it's mostly older folks who experience loneliness. Well, this misconception is understandable. I mean, after all, uh, older people are more likely to be exposed to stressful transitions, retirement, widowhood, moving to a nursing home. All these things are stressful. But the research suggests that children and younger adults experience loneliness at the same uh, rate as people over the age of 65. You know, a significant number of young individuals report having no friends at all. No friends at all. 30% of millenniums report feeling lonely either often or always. The third myth that they talked about, that uh, it's only social misfits that are lonely, experience loneliness. Well, it's true that social misfits are likely to feel alone. There's no question about that. But loneliness in and of itself creates social misfits. People who are feeling that they're not wanted or accepted or understood or valued by others. Now, back to the Surgeon General's report. What does the Surgeon General recommend to do about this epidemic of loneliness? Well, some of the things to me were very sort of commonsensical. 
they recommend that uh, we as a society and communities should be investing in communal spaces for people to have contact. And then that we should be training health care providers to identify people who are at risk for loneliness and provide resources to connect these patients to forms of social support. And then back to the technology that we ought to be doing things to establish safeguards, safeguards in the digital environment that can protect especially young people from the effects of social media. Uh, just this morning, I heard some uh, journalists talking about this issue in our society and what some other countries are doing about this, especially in regard to pornography that's available on social medias. And then the last thing they talked about in this, this report was to destigmatize loneliness in today's culture. That means maybe when you started listening to this podcast, you thought, loneliness, this is just a silly discussion. Who's lonely? I mean, come on. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, according to the Attorney General, loneliness is, in our country is an epidemic, and it's having a huge impact on the health of America. Now, you know, there's these are some great ideas in addressing loneliness in our society, but you know, what seems to be missing in the Surgeon General's report is the role that faith and church and religion can play in addressing the epidemic of loneliness. There seems to be that there's a direct correlation between the dramatic increase in loneliness in our country and the dramatic decrease in church attendance in our country. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, don't get me wrong here. Uh, God's people are as, uh, you know, susceptible to loneliness as any other. You know, King David in the Bible was well acquainted with loneliness. And, uh, you know, his earnest cries to God are recorded in the Psalms. You know, David's own son had risen up against him. He was forced to flee from uh, the city and leave his house and family. And in Psalms uh, 25, 16 through 21, we see David's longing to be connected to God and his reliance upon that relationship when he says, turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. Look on my affliction and my uh, distress and take away all my sins. See how numerous are my enemies and how fiercely they hate me. Guard my life and rescue me. Do not let me be put to shame, for I take refuge in you. May integrity and uprightness protect me, because my hope, Lord, is in you. Then again, in Psalm 142:4, David is on the run from Saul and cries out, Look and see, there is no one at my right hand. No one is concerned for me. I have no refuge. No one cares for my life. David was hurting. We don't know if David was alone or if he'd already been joined by that uh, 400 malcontents who eventually joined him. But he felt alone, trapped, with no escape. 
That's the feeling of many of our neighbors. And then we see Naomi in the scripture. She'd lost her husband and sons, and she obviously was anticipating bitter loneliness when she said to her daughter-in-laws, Return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? We see this over in Ruth chapter 1. Then over in 1 Kings uh, 19.4, we see Elijah as he's fleeing from Jezebel, asking that he might die, saying, I have had enough, Lord. Take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors. Then consider the prophet Jeremiah. You know, the Lord told Jeremiah not to marry. He had few friends. Scholars refer to Jeremiah as the weeping prophet. God called him to speak against the sinfulness of Judah and warn about impending judgment unless the people of Judah uh, repented and changed their ways. And over in Jeremiah 15, uh, we see the... uh, the prophet speaking to God about his loneliness and his pain and suffering. But despite his pain, Jeremiah trusted the Lord and followed God's calling for his life. Now, let me just ask you this question. As a listener, have you thought about how Jesus understands your loneliness? You know, Jesus came to earth to be born in the likeness of men. But he was leaving behind the holy presence of his father and the glory he had enjoyed for an eternity before the world even existed. I would ask you, do you think Jesus experienced some form of debilitating homesickness for the, you know, the presence of his father uh, was far more profound than and painful than anything we would experience on this earth. Then then you think about this. Do you think Jesus had a lot of friends uh, as a child and a young adult? He lacked the sin nature of human beings that everybody else had. He had a divine nature that no one else had. Don't you think he would have been a very odd child and young adult? You know, holiness makes sinners want to flee. Now, Jesus would have stuck out morally like a sore thumb, never quite being understood, frequently despised and rejected, even by his own family. Yeah, Jesus knew loneliness. You know, Jesus was a sinless person, a sinless person living with sinful parents, sinful siblings, sinful extended relatives, sinful neighbors, sinful countrymen, and sinful disciples. No one on earth could totally identify with him. No human being could put their arm around Jesus and say to him, I know exactly what you're going through. His experience of rejection and sorrow and grief would have begun as soon as he was old enough to comprehend and communicate. His journey would take him to the cross where he would scream out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Yes, Jesus understands our loneliness. 
I might ask this question. You think there's any benefit to being lonely? You know, if our godly father knows that uh, that for us to grow spiritually that we need to be lonely, do you not think he's going to create that opportunity for us to experience loneliness? And then the truth of the matter is, is we don't, we tend not to even reach out to God unless we have a real need. I mean, a real need like a debilitating sense of loneliness. But Jesus promised his disciples, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. You see him saying this in John fourteen eight. Now, whatever the cause of loneliness is, the Christian cure is always the same, the comforting of Jesus Christ. A loving relationship with our Master has reassured and encouraged countless thousands who have suffered and even lost their life for His sake. You know, Proverbs 18.24 says, He's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. He's promised to never leave us or forsake us until the end of the age. We see that being said in Matthew 28, 20. If you're listening today and consider yourself part of this lonely population that we're talking about, you, you need to take some initiative yourself to feel connected. Take time each day to reach out to a friend or a family member. Seek out opportunities to serve in your community. Participate in social groups. And then lastly, it might be one of the most important things that you can do. It's find a Bible-believing church to participate in. Now, as we come to... uh, the end of this podcast, let me say this to our listeners. I know that there are those who are listening today and in our community who will constantly reject companionship, perhaps because they were let down by others or because they just have a bad attitude about life's circumstances for them. And those of us who are Christians, who profess to be Christians, we should be modeling the mercy of God by being available, by showing kindness and understanding. Churches can provide a welcoming break from isolation and loneliness for anyone, whether you're a saved Christian or whether you're someone seeking purpose in your life. Now, all of us, every one of us, should be praying for lonely individuals, praying that they find a relationship with God that is all-sufficient to meet their emotional needs. Now, let me just say this to all of our listeners. Talking about loneliness is a serious matter. It's a very serious matter. 
I hope as a result of this podcast, you will be more sensitive to those people around you who are living in a state of loneliness. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to this podcast.